Welcome to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast where we're going to be exploring above and below the surface. We'll take in a deep dive into the world of fishing, diving, and surfing. Every week, we're going to sit down with experts to learn more about them and get their freshest, hottest takes on all things salty. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast. Uh, online with us today, we have Anna McLean and Jenny DeAnthony with us. How's it going, girls? It's good. Great. Yeah, thanks Glad for having us. Here. We're here in Jacksonville, Florida, and it's beautiful. Whoa, you guys are from Jacksonville? Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good place to Florida's be. Florida's so fun. It's probably pretty warm there right now. Yeah, it we're is. sitting outside, and it's October, so not complaining. <laughs> That's epic. So you guys are paddling across the Pacific Ocean. Is that what I heard? That yeah, is correct. So we are rowing uh, 2,800 nautical miles from Monterey Bay, California to Kauai, Hawaii come June 2024. It's expected to take us about 60 days um, at sea. So definitely the longest amount of time either of us have ever spent uh, on the water, but super excited for the challenge. Do you have an accent? Where's your accent from? I, Jacksonville, no, no, <laughs> no. So I'm actually from England, um, and that's why we have kind of named ourselves United Row because I'm from the United Kingdom, and then Jenny's, of course, from the United States of America. So, so yeah, our cultures so are united, and then we're also, you know, united with our supporters, our fans, our family, um, and our cause. So united across all. Are you guys? <laughs> are you guys super nervous about this? Oh yeah. We were, we're like nervous, but also nervous, excited. It's like kind of before Christmas. Dude, that's so gnarly. I'm already, I'm already having vivid dreams about it, but it's exciting. It's exciting. How the heck did this idea come into your mind? So I guess this is all my fault, really, why we're here, right, Jenny? It's, it's yeah. all your fault. <laughs> it's, it's all my fault. Um, so uh, we actually both rowed. Uh, we met at Clemson, and we were on the rowing team together. And then I remember kind of thinking, what is the furthest I can ever row in my life? And um, at the time, I actually thought that was the Atlantic Ocean. So I rowed across the Atlantic uh, three years ago with my brother, uh, 43 days um, at sea. And then... My brother kind of wants to go off, like get married, have kids. I'm like, why? Why would anyone want to do that? And then I said, who is my who is my crazy best friend? And my crazy best friend is obviously Jenny. And I called her up and I was like, hey, Jenny, do you want to get coffee? No, no I, did, I, I didn't say that. I put it to the test. I was like, Jenny, do you want to row across the Pacific Ocean with me? And it's an inevitable yes. We somehow say yes to all these crazy adventures. We've we've done all these crazy endurance events with each other, but this one is definitely um, definitely one to stand the test of time. So yeah. <laughs> that's so sick. I love that. Wait, is Clemson like a, is that a college? Yeah. So we both rode at Clemson University. That's in um, South Carolina. Um, and we're actually bringing it home, this row. Um, we're raising money for Ipte's Hear Her Roar campaign, um, which is all about propelling the future of women in sports, education, and leadership. Epic. I love that. Give me a little overview on you girls. I've never met you girls, so this is kind of cool to have you on here and listen to you guys talk and stuff. So give me a little overview about where you're from. Obviously, we got that you're from the UK. 
But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you went to college together. Well, how the heck did you start uh, rowing? Yeah, so um, for me, I I don't know if any of the listeners out there kind of have siblings, but for me, I have an older brother. And it was always, I looked up to him and I always wanted to be and do what he did. And he'd play the guitar. I tried that. That was an epic fail. Singing, also not great. And then he rode and I was like, man, if he can do that, I can do that. And finally something eventually stuck. And so, yeah, I spent all my weekends kind of watching him on the water and racing and competing and was just like, I really want to do that. And then obviously went to Clemson and kind of excelled at that um, with, with the Tigers here in America. That's gnarly. Yeah, for me, I got into rowing uh, a lot later. So I played a lot of sports growing up, but had never seen a rowboat or even knew what rowing was. And um, freshman at college, what better idea than to try out as a walk on to the rowing team. Um, But I I really loved the experience. And here I am today planning to row across an ocean. (laughs) So uh, this is really going to test how much we love rowing, Jenny. We say we love it, but like, this is the true test. Do we really love it that much? Yes, we do. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty brutal. I mean, I feel like that would be something that I would never do, but that's insane. So when you guys were in college and stuff, did you guys win a bunch of competitions and stuff, really? <laughs> we, yeah, we did. We were competitive. Uh, yeah, we definitely raced a lot. <laughs> I wouldn't say we were like... yeah all-stars i feel like there's a difference between like loving something and then being good at it and like for, for both of us and absolutely quite a lot totally of our agree. team like we just absolutely loved it and then eventually you love something so much you become good at it so especially for me like i was always at the bottom of the list i was not a natural rower and um like i said i just wanted to be like my brother and then with a lot of time a lot of commitment and like working out in the weight room kind of putting in those extra hours um, I was eventually able to like make it to kind of the top of that leaderboard. But yeah, we absolutely love it. I, wa- I wasn't very good at it. There's a, there's a big difference there, Kieran. <laughs> yeah, for me, <laughs> so it was you guys are both... about learning uh, the technique side of it. So I, I'd come in with, you know, I had a lot of athletic experience, but not the technique. So I think that was the hardest part is just learning the technique and the synchronization with mm-hmm. it. And all that technique is going to go out the window because we're not going to have a nice calm water or river to row on. It's going to be 60 foot waves and the boat is just going to be rocking around. And yeah, it's going to be gnarly out there at sea. Yeah. How big is the boat that you guys are using? So the boat's about 24 feet long. Um, So Anna Anna and I have spent a lot of time together, but yeah, we'll be on a 24 foot boat for 60 plus days um we'll have a little cabin in the stern in the bow of our boat um and then in one of those cabins will be our designated sleeping quarters so if you can imagine kind of like a bathtub and then a bathtub on top of that bathtub that's pretty much where we'll um hunk down and sleep when we do sleep um in our two hour two hour off shifts yeah so like jenny's be rowing in two hours on two hours off around the clock so our goal is to kind of keep the boat moving uh 24 7 but with that two hours off it's not just sleep you know you have to try and eat something if you're not being seasick over the side of the boat and then also just check the navigation make sure we're on course um we'll be going super slowly on average maybe i don't know like 
2.3 <laughs> knots. So really, really slow. But um, yeah, just making sure we try and get that rest and recovery in the two hours off. What's the gnarliest conditions you girls have been in so far? For me, definitely the Atlantic Ocean. Um, but people are like, oh, haven't you already got the experience? Like you did the Atlantic and this is going to be so different, like different water, different teammate. Like I'm doing it with Jenny, which is going to be wild in itself. And then um, it's just so unpredictable out there. Like you have no idea what the elements are going to throw at you and they're totally out of your control. As much as we can prepare and kind of learn the survival skills and safety at sea, in the end, it's going to be a lot more of a survival lesson than it is um, like a physical challenge. It's all about that surviving. Yeah. So like Anna said, we Do you think you guys will kill each other <laughs> or push her overboard. I'm yeah. not sure. <laughs> no, I'm honestly so stoked to be doing this with Anna. Um, she's like not only my crazy best friend who is down to do everything, but she's incredibly reliable and i know if there's anyone in my boat i would want it to be anna so Aww. um yeah we're probably gonna we'll go crazy and be delusional, <laughs> but like we we've been there we've seen that yeah. um yeah jenny's so. made me hike up mountains before it, all within a time constraint she's like we got to do this within 24 hours and i'm like okay so um yeah we've been there we've, we've dug deep um but this is going to be the next level would you say this is more of like a competitive thing against your guys' self, just saying that like you want to do this? Or would you say it's a competitive thing like against other people in the world? I'd say it's both. It's definitely a very internal challenge. I mean, it's it's two years out, so it's not like I'm like, hey, Anna, do you want to go run a 5K next weekend? No, it's, you know, it's two years of preparations to spend 60 plus days at sea. So it's definitely an internal challenge, but at we will be competing with other boats um, as it is an organized race. <laughs> that is like, I like think about that. I'm like, dude, I, I just spent two weeks on a boat, like an 80 foot yacht in the Mentawai Islands. And it was so sick, but I wanted to get off the boat in probably 10 days. I was like, I'm so over this right now. Like the crossings and all the waves and stuff. I was just like, so over it. So to be on a 24 foot boat, What's that? What was the shift pattern like for that, Kieran? Uh, we just, we hired a boat to take us to the Mentwai Islands to go surf. So they, I didn't do anything. I just, I, sur I surfed and I slept. Oh, nice. <laughs> but I was still, but I was still pretty over it. Like by the end of it, not really over it, but like you kind of just want to be at the next destination because you like do the crossings to the next islands and you're like, dude, I'm so over like the boat rocking <laughs> and stuff. So to hear 60 days on a 24 foot rowboat oh, like you're yeah. like wow that's so heavy that's so gnarly yeah so and we'll be burning about 10,000 calories a day but only taking oh my about God, 10 steps dude. a day yeah so that's um, so we'll heavy we'll definitely have some sea legs at the end of it when we get to Kauai. <laughs> you girls will be in such good shape not that you're not already in good shape but you girls are going to be like <laughs> David Doggins like kind of style you know just <laughs> you can do whatever it's gonna be so sick <laughs> we'll be repping salt life all the way don't you worry <laughs> yeah. I love that I love it yeah wait you girls just got involved with salt life right mm -hmm. yeah 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 how did that happen so we are so lucky um so this is super random but uh I spent a lot of time here in Florida and um my mom and I were actually shopping at a Salt Life store, uh, Salt Life store down in near Sarasota. Anyway, 
as moms do, they brag about their children. And it was so embarrassing. She was there and she's like, yeah, this is my daughter. She's like rode across the Atlantic, has two Guinness World Records. And she was, just, I don't know what she was doing. Anyway, she was then like, yeah, she's going to be rowing across the Pacific. And the guy was like, oh my gosh, that is epic. Salt Life should get involved. And then we all looked at each other and we were like, Salt Life should get involved. Like we are literally going to be living the Salt Life. And Honestly, we've just been so impressed with everyone at Salt Life so far. Like the team, corporate, everybody has just been so welcoming, um, so insightful into like kind of giving us some top tips of like sea life. Mm -hmm. um, and we're just super thrilled to be like representing you guys um, and truly living and the em true embodiment of like what it is to live the Salt Life. So thank you guys so much. Well said. Yeah, it's pretty insane. <laughs> it's it definitely, yeah, that is very well said. It's pretty gnarly. Like for me too, like I just do these podcasts because I love talking to people, but I, I surf professionally and like dive and fish and do the thing. But um, it's so fun to like talk to people and understand like where they're coming from and talk to people in, in different circumstances. Like I'm, I didn't even know like that that's possible to paddle <laughs> across the Pacific Ocean. Like to me, I'm like thinking about that. I'm like, that's so gnarly, you know? Like I, I love to surf and like, like I'll go surf big waves and like people are like, oh, I didn't know that's possible to surf Mavericks and all that stuff. But it's all like, it all correlates, right? Like you girls are about to go do something that is absolutely insane in my mind. And then we talk about stuff and you're like, oh, you did that? And you're like, oh, that's kind of gnarly too. But yeah, that's just what Saw Life's about. Like everybody talks to each other and get to know each other and you're like whoa this is so sick like it's it's literally a big family and everybody just connects and you're like no way you do that and everybody's just yeah. out on each other. i love it's how so excited sick. everyone is just about everything it's like yeah. it is it's really so such sick a community. yeah so karen you it's mentioned insane. you mentioned fishing and i want to pick up on that word because uh like jenny said we're going to be burning ten thousand calories a day and um, we will be eating this terrible freeze-dried food, like ration packs. And something that nice. I feel like everyone at Salt Life is so good at is fishing. And then there's Jenny and I who have never been fishing in our life. So if any of the listeners out there have any top tips, like please comment on what we should do, like fishing 101 in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. So yeah, just in case we happen to catch like a fish, it would be really cool. That sounds a lot better than astronaut food. <laughs> I think the best option would be to put a rod holder on the boat and then just troll a, like a plug behind you guys and just try to catch like tuna or something behind you. That would be so sick. Could you imagine if you guys are like just rowing and all of a sudden the rod just goes zzz, 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 and just like, yeah. like a gnarly, gnarly tuna on or something. It'd just be so broth. That would that be, be so, so sick. exciting. I could get really we fresh would... tuna. Yeah. Oh. As long as there's no drag, we have to be fast too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Wait, are you guys trying to get like a certain time? So we are shooting to be the youngest and fastest pair um, to complete the challenge. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's and insane. Anyway, wait, you said you said you have a Guinness Book World Record or whatever. Yeah, that's um, that was from actually my previous crossing on the Atlantic. So uh, the first ever brother and sister and then the fastest uh, mixed pair. That's insane. Yeah, How gnarly was that? It was very cool. Um, but now Jenny and I are going for for some new ones. Safe um, to say I have the best teammate out there. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
We're like in the gym doing ab workouts and stuff. I'm like, Jenny, do you think we could get like a world record for like (laughs) holding this plank for the longest? That's like four hours and 20 minutes or something. So we've got a a way to do that. There's some dude in Carlsbad where I live that has like a plank record, I think. Oh my gosh, that is just epic. I don't know, yeah. (laughs) It's it's kind of gnarly. I can hold a plank for like 30 seconds and then I feel like I need (laughs) to take a break and drink a beer or something, but. when did you guys realize that you guys were going to be a really pair together? So I think we've, we've kind of joked about it for a little while. We'd be like, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we did this? And, you know, life gets in the way. We were both working full-time jobs. Um, and then eventually we were just like, hey, like, let's freaking do this. Like, if we don't do it now, then what, we're never going to do it. Um, like Anna was saying, her brother wants to go have a life and kids. And we're like, let's go row an ocean. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it was like, if not, if not now, then when? So we kind of just said yes and yeah. put ourselves in the challenge and started ourselves up as United Row. Yeah. And we do have such a great friendship. But I think like anyone who spends a lot of time in a confined space, like imagine 60 days in the Pacific Ocean, amidst waves, storms, the nights, which are so dark. In the beginning, it's gonna be really, really cold weather as well. And like during those conditions, when you're only sleeping in two hour increments, like the tension builds, you're gonna get stressed, dehydrated, and like it becomes a really hard situation to live in. So for us, we kind of set those goals and we're like, number one, we wanna stay best friends. So when you, we get to Kauai, Hawaii, we wanna get off that boat as still best friends. And so like, no matter what happens at sea, that's like our number one goal. And then timing records, like those things are awesome, but like, hey, we need to keep each other happy, keep each other safe and healthy. And as long as we do that, we really think we're gonna have a successful crossing. Absolutely apart from this like do you have any other goals that you guys want to make another crossing oh never say never (laughs) we're gonna take one at a time (laughs) one at a time i like it yeah i feel like that's so gnarly like i i don't understand how people do that kind of stuff well i i kind of get it because i'm really competitive too and like i feel like you girls are pretty competitive as long as much as you don't want to say it you're competitive like you're going (laughs) on a six-day stretch paddling across the pacific ocean like that's very competitive but um i feel like competitiveness is so fun because like you get to do this kind of stuff and you're like you finish it and you're like whoa how the heck did we just do that like it's so gnarly to me yeah and what's what's really cool about it is like we will be so focused on just that row it'll be our life will be rowing eating sleeping and cleaning the boat um and there's so few times in life that you really get to just like hone in on one goal or one thing and go at it like with your full focus so i think that's something that's really cool something that i'm really looking forward towards have you guys uh looked at like the whole meal plan prepping thing and all that stuff obviously you probably have give me like the rundown on how the heck you're going to carry that much water and that much food for 60 days did you say beer, Kieran? Uh, <laughs> no. Oh, that was water, was it? Oh, okay. So, uh, so I, don't, we, I don't drink beer, so I, I don't know. I don't drink beer. <laughs> so um, we actually will be using the seawater. So again, truly living that salt life. Um, we'll have a desalinator, and that'll be kind of taking the water from you the... You have a desalinator on the freaking yeah. rowboat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Are so you kidding me? Yeah, that's kind of one of the biggest items. Also most expensive, and then um, heaviest. So... 
yeah, we'll be taking the water from the ocean, kind of desalinating that. But obviously to do that, it takes energy. So we really need to make sure that we have enough battery power, which is we're going to use solar panels for that. Um, so as long as the sun's out, we'll be able to kind of fill our water and rehydrate. But um, having hot water is an issue because obviously in 60 foot waves, there's no way you're going to be boiling anything uh, on like a gimbal even. So we're just... On my previous crossing, we actually just poured in cold water into the freeze-dried packets and left them on the deck for like two hours to warm up in the sun. And we called that slow cooking. <laughs> so, I love that. So a That's new awesome. type of slow cooking, yeah. We wish we had a cooler or something for some uh, some drinks, but no. I feel like there's so many like little niches in everything that people do. Like for my jet ski, I have my little like water spout that comes out the side. And I have a little hose and it makes warm water. So I put it down my wetsuit and stuff when I'm surfing and stuff. And you girls are like doing kind of the same thing, like just making desalination plant on the, on the <laughs> robo. Like that's so sick. Like, are you kidding? I want to do that on my jet ski. I want a coffee maker on my jet ski. That'd be sick. And obviously like the 60 days is quite a long time. And the longer we're out there, the more risk there is for things to go wrong, such as the water maker. So we will have kind of a hand pump, um, but it really just, cre it just uh, creates minimal, minimal water, especially with the amount of energy it's taking to, to pump it um, when we should be sleeping. So hopefully nothing will go wrong. And if it does, I mean, we have to have that training to really be able to fix it and learn our boat. and. If we did capsize and all the power went out, like be able to know where everything is in even in the pitch black in the dead of the night. I mean, with your cardio that you're going to have, I mean, you could probably swim back to shore. Who's going to get you <laughs> by a shark first? We will have to nah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I forget, I forget who the dude was. There was some dude that like rode by himself somewhere. I forget what it, I watched like a documentary on YouTube of some dude that like, fully sent it on like a little rowboat and it was so sick i forget maybe it was like a paddleboard like a prone paddleboard like across like a gnarly ocean i forget what it was but it was so sick yeah there are some stuff is incredible gnarly. stories out there um definitely inspirational for us and give us a lot of motivation to even do this in the first place but you were saying um, about swimming the ocean, um, and we will actually have to get into the ocean. So about every two to three days, we'll need to jump in and clean the bottom of our boat. Um, so as Anna was saying, we are moving so slowly, like it is just us rowing. So um, at that speed, a lot of barnacles will collect on the bottom of our boat, um, which produces drag. So we'll get in, um, one person will kind of be on shark watch, and then the other person will get in and clean the bottom of the boat and come back. That's, so, <laughs> That's so gnarly. Are you kidding me? I love that. That's right. I've been researching like yeah, that... a bunch on sharks, Jenny. Like, Are you scared? Lot. Yeah, I'm so scared. I think that's what I'm most scared about. You, honestly, honestly, I used to be so scared, like diving in on patties, like 20 miles out. I'm like, be so scared about sharks and stuff. And then ever since that, ever since I started like diving down on patties and like fishing and spear fishing and stuff, I'm like, it's whatever, dude. There's yeah, they're out there, but you'll be fine, dude. That they're not going for us. They're they going don't for want to stuff. eat us. Like, no, they're cruising, dude. And then if you do see one, you'll be like, dude, this thing's so sick. Like whatever, it's a eighteen foot great white. Like you'll be so frothed up. It'll be so cool. We'll just catch it with our reel at the the back of the boat. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hook him. There you go. <laughs> All right. So give give me the details. When when exactly is this happening? 
So June 2024, June 12th, 2024, uh, we'll be departing from Monterey Bay, California, um, and then heading on our way to Kauai, Hawaii. Those first few weeks are probably going to be the most challenging part of our journey, um, just because the currents and the winds, they really want to push you south. Um, but after that, we're hoping for uh, smooth rowing the rest of the way. <laughs> You guys should get a little sail and just sail the way there. Yeah. <laughs> um, how, how many miles is it? So it's 2,800 multiple miles. Um, oh my gosh, that's so long. A long way considering we're used to doing like two kilometer races, uh, maybe six kilometers at like in the winter ahead of the Charles and things, but yeah. 2,800 miles. No gas stations or no. pit stops. Nope. <laughs> do you have to, uh, do you have to like register the boat with the Coast Guard and stuff? Yeah, we will do. So we'll be taking um, some personal locator beacons and uh, an EPUB on board. But when you think of the Coast Guard, you think of that it's like 12 nautical miles away from, from where you are. But I don't know, when we're a thousand miles in, I'm not sure the Coast Guard's gonna be able to do much. <laughs> they can't really send a helicopter or anything, so. Um, You'd be surprised. I mean, those guys are pretty gnarly. That's good to know. Yeah. Hopefully we won't need They're that. They're pretty yeah. gnarly. <laughs> good to know. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, you'll be fine. You'll you'll make it. What? Uh, so with the boat and stuff, are you guys getting it like custom made? Yeah, so there's not too much demand, as you can imagine, for kind of ocean rowing <laughs> boats. Although, saying that, um, many people are doing the Atlantic, uh, but the Pacific is very untapped territory. So this is kind of a new challenge, um, uh, something new to people and um, that we're taking on, obviously. So in the US especially, there aren't many boat makers uh, for ocean rowing boats. We are hoping to get one made. So we're currently fundraising to get the boat made. Uh, so thanks so much to Salt Life for kind of helping us get um, that little bit closer to uh to getting a boat and then getting to the start line for us honestly karen the easy part is the rowing like just get us out there send us out there we'll be fine um but getting to the start line and fundraising is, has been really difficult yeah i bet I, I feel like getting a boat made for that circumstance is probably really really hard to do like you're like oh yeah i want to make a fishing boat and everybody's like yeah cool let's do that but then you're like oh i want to make a little like rowboat that is 24 feet and i want to go across the pacific ocean people are like I'm sorry, what? Like, that's kind of gnarly. Yeah. With a, and, with a desalinator. Yeah. yeah. And we need to know the ins and the outs of that boat. So it, it's our home and it's also our like safety device and it's our vessel of transportation. So it's our everything. And we'll be, um, you know, doing training rows up and along the coast, um, primarily out of Jacksonville to kind of get acquainted with our boat and spend time at sea, both during the day and at night, uh, rocky conditions and uh, yeah. And the That's one so thing we have to make sure is that it's self-rights. So as and when we do capsize, just making sure everything's tied down on board so we're not losing anything over the deck. Um, making sure ourselves that we are actually clipped on. Um, a lot of the times across the Atlantic, you know, a massive road wave would come and just hit you side on. And especially in the night when you can't even see them in the distance. And next thing you know, you've just been knocked out of the boat. 
and your partner, your teammate is sleeping in the cabin, they kind of get a bit rocked around. But really, you just have to grind, get that's back so in lovely. onto the boat, sit there, get your oars and just start rowing again. Like that's what it's about. So making sure that we're also clipped on, even when it's we're tired and nauseous, just number one safety rule. You say when you capsize, but it's if you capsize. You're not going to capsize, so you'll be fine. Thanks, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Do you girls have Instagram or anything that we can follow you on, on social media that we can follow your whole adventure on? Yeah, so check out at united.row on Instagram. Uh, we'd love to have your following. Um, also, www.unitedrow.org is our website. Uh, check it out to learn more about our journey. Um, our cause and if you want to donate we love it and we everything helps so yeah appreciate the support epic yeah www.thesegirlsarelegends.com i like it that's so gnarly <laughs> you girls are sending it thank you so much for coming on i really appreciate it this is insane i can't wait to follow this adventure thanks Karen. thanks so much <laughs> yeah see you in uh, Kauai. yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come visit. <laughs> we should get we should get everybody from Salt Life to come visit you guys. Oh, when yeah, you yeah. Show up to Kauai. that'd everyone be so sick. Life, all the supporters, everyone who's listened to this podcast, just a massive party in Kauai at the finish line. And <laughs> yes. You can see us crawl off the boat. <laughs> Some margaritas for us. <laughs> you guys are gonna be so sea legged out. It's gonna be so sick. <laughs> <laughs> Rad, thank you so much for coming on and thanks everybody for listening in to today's podcast. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening in to Above and Below a Salt Life podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Real Salt Life. If you've enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast to help spread the word. And remember, stay salty.